We are back with the first episode of Fantasy Football in Lost in the Shuffle. We got Tim, a.k.a. Kansas City Tim, a.k.a. Tom Mozgov, a.k.a. the Kansas City Kid. Also, Mitchell, a.k.a. Winkleman, White Sox, a.k.a. my cousin. A.k.a. my best friend. (laughs) What's going on, guys? Not much. Quiet crowd. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for him to talk. (laughs) <laughs> all right uh midge what what do you got on what are you wearing walter payton jersey yeah i just threw on the uh three four real quick whipped off that white Sox shirt real quick after getting blanked five zero today but two big acquisitions today by them so we'll see who'd they grab you again they got cesar hernandez second baseman from the indians who was on the phillies for most of his career and then they got the great um bullpen righty from the cubs ryan tapera so correct Crosstown trade. Yeah. It's hard to come by. Since uh, Jose Quintana, Eloy Jimenez. Yeah. Hopefully maybe, well, we probably won't win this trade either. (laughs) But today we are talking about fantasy football. Fantasy football. Football is coming up soon. It's all over television. So we wanted to go through a couple things um, about players, things that we like, people we're targeting, who we don't like. So let's start it off. Tim, I'm going to send it to you. First question, who is a late-round player you are targeting? You know, there, there's quite a few to select from, but uh, I, I just went through and I looked at guys who I think are going to get big opportunities this year that maybe haven't gotten those opportunities in the past. Uh, and my number one guy, it is a homer pick, but it is McCole Hardman for the Chiefs. Uh, he's likely going to end up as the number two receiver in this offense. Mm-hmm. And he's filling a pretty big void that Sammy Watkins left. Um, Now, granted, Sammy Watkins didn't always play in a lot of games, but there is going to be a big opportunity for him to have over a thousand yards and potentially double digit touchdowns in this offense. So even with Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey in there, he's still, there's still going to be a high amount of volume, a high amount of catches available. And you think he'll be able to capitalize on that, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another guy that I was looking at um, that I'll be targeting, especially if I don't end up uh, getting a tight end early on in the draft, Adam Troutman for the New Orleans Saints. Okay. He's going to be their starter. And uh, Michael Thomas is going to be out for at least half the season, it sounds like. And yeah. it's, a, it's an ankle injury, so who knows? He might not even be 100% the whole year. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have an opportunity to catch a lot of passes in that offense because Really, outside of Alvin Kamara, there's not much. You're right. And then there's also a quarterback position there that do they have one quarterback? Do they have two quarterbacks kind of up in the air as well, right? So that safety valve at tight end is going to be huge for for those quarterbacks. Right. And and honestly, whoever it is, whether it's Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, both those guys like to throw it to the tight end. Mm -hmm. Um, Jared Cook benefited last year whenever uh, Taysom Hill came in and when – when Jameis was in Tampa Bay, he, he liked to go to his tight ends quite a bit. Yes. So, so I, I think that's going to be a uh, – they're going to get a lot of targets. Jameis also likes throwing to uh, other teams' cornerbacks. Is that correct? He loves it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's a big we'll get fan. to that later, actually. Okay. Uh, uh, and then Jamal Williams was my third guy that I like. Um, 
He is going in from Green Bay to Detroit. You would think that that is a pretty big downgrade because they are probably the worst team in the NFL. They're definitely the worst team in the NFC. And But the problem is someone's going to have to get targets, yards, carries, opportunity, even on bad teams. You can still win, win games by having good players on bad teams. And he's going to get an opportunity to – the kind of the a back in Anthony Lynn's offense, which is what Austin Ackler was doing. Uh, so I, he'll be the third down guy. It sounds like he's, he's going to get a good amount of opportunities to catch little dump off passes. So if you're in a half point or a full point PPR league, you're going to be able to get cheap points out of them and they're going to be down in a lot of games. Right. So, that's how that's how Stafford uh, petted a lot of his statistics throughout his career is those late fourth quarter garbage touch touchdowns, right? Yes, absolutely. And with Jared Goff, one thing that we know about Jared Goff is he loves to dump it off to the running back. Yes, he did it for years with Todd Gurley, and I don't think it's going to be any different this year with DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. You're just going to be able to get Jamal Williams as a much more premium price. You probably pick him up in rounds ten and later. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, up? you still awake or are uh, you asleep over there, bud? Yeah, I'm awake. I'm you look very disinterested. Uh, there's points. <laughs> I'll wait for you to swing it over here. Okay, you're going to keep waiting then. I'm going to take this one. <laughs> All right. I'm just Who I was that he talked about so many wide receivers, and I got two running backs that I always keep my eye on, two in oh, the NFC North. Okay, I'm going to let you go ahead then because I, I, I got wide receivers. So you go ahead. Your late round running backs you're looking to target. Yeah, these are two guys I had last year, two guys that are complete monsters, I think, but they're both backups. A.J. Dillon from the Green Bay Packers, who got a lot of time last year as Jones got injured, averaged 5.3 yards per carry. Um, a beast who was at Boston College, who's coming into, I think it was his uh, second or third year in the NFL here. Um, he always comes in. Uh, Green Bay has the system – uh, with LaFleur is he always gives um, the main guy a lot of series off during a game. So Dylan gets a lot of, a lot of time on the field and he's been tearing it up last year. So I got uh, AJ Dylan, a guy who you could get really, really late. I believe in this draft. Cause he's not an RB one. He's not really RB two, but he gets those times. And a lot of times green Bay's up big. So then they pull Jones and AJ Dylan comes in and, you know, has a couple three, four big series and you could get eight to 10 points right there just by, 80 yards and then even a score if he gets in the end zone. Similar story I have with Alexander Madison, the backup on the Minnesota Vikings, another stud who just really hasn't gotten his uh, chance yet uh, being behind Delvin cook, another guy who gets his three, four series a game, but then another guy who is behind a very talented running back like Delvin cook, but a guy who is always injured every year. So like I'm thinking real late in the draft, you could get these two guys and stash them on your team that'll be really valuable because every year a lot of running backs get hurt they get yeah, those injured. are quality handcuffs these are, these are guys you need yeah exactly quality handcuffs um so what i was looking at was um he's uh overall 162 adp wide receiver 64 gabriel davis so gabriel davis um he had a pretty good season last year showed up big uh made a lot of big time plays um when stefan Diggs is covered he stepped up Cole Beasley might not even play this year because he don't want that Fauci-ouchie. Um, Gabriel Davis has a nose for the end zone. 
Um, they're not going to become a balanced offense no matter what Zach Moss does. Zach Moss averaged 6.7 points last year, so it's going to be very pass-heavy. Um, Emmanuel Sanders did sign there um, to replace John Brown, who dipped out for free agency, uh, which will hurt his target. Said today? What, did he, he, what did he say? He said Josh Allen threw the best pass he's ever seen in his NFL career today. I believe it. We're talking about a guy who's played with Peyton Manning, though. So yeah, well, Peyton Manning throws ducks. Like, yeah, Peyton Manning was throwing at 13 yards on average whenever yeah. he played with him. Yeah, yeah, probably towards the end of his career. But they, I think the one year when he almost threw 50 touchdowns, though, Emmanuel Sanders was his wide receiver. When he was yeah, with I the know, Broncos, because he said was, he was going to yeah. sign with the Chiefs, and then he signed with the Broncos. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, I mean, so, interesting take there. Regardless if, um, you know, it's going to take away from Sanders or I'm sorry, take away from Davis with uh, Sanders there. He's going to rotate on the outside opposite of Diggs anyways. Just I think it's tremendous upside uh, if something were to happen to Diggs or Sanders as well. Um, I have a bias honorable mention. I'm going Cole Komet. Cole Komet has ADP of 218. Um, He's looking to take over the tight end one from Jimmy Graham. He only got 44 targets last year. Uh, yesterday, Matt Nagy said he expects increased role from him this season. Uh, he was ranked fourth at his position in true catch rate at 94%. I guess true catch rate is number of receptions divided by number of catchable targets. So, you know, some of that money ball uh, math over there. Um, and then with Dalton or Fields uh, passing to him, his volume will go up. Anthony Miller's gone, which means uh, more targets on the field for Komet, especially if Jimmy Graham's not on the uh, roster at the beginning of the season. He could be a reliable target. That's my story. I love it. Yeah. I got Cole Komet in a different category. Beautiful. Definitely expect a whole lot bigger things out of Cole Komet this year. Was really disappointed last year. You know, they go draft him with their first draft pick and they signed Jimmy Graham before then. So nobody even thought they were going to take a tight end. And they did. Speaking of tight ends, they got like 17 tight ends on the roster. Tim, remember that? Why they're so obsessed with tight ends. They have at least 10. Yeah, me and me and Tim, we were we were watching the draft, right, Tim? Yes, sir. Yeah. And we were having a couple soda pops, and it was like they took another tight end and it was like, they came on the ticker. It was like bears now have nine or 10 tight ends on their uh, roster. And I was like, 10 tight ends. They just signed <laughs> one rid- the other day. Two it days was ridiculous. Ago. Jesse James. They just signed. Oh, wow. I saw one of them retired though. So you're at a net even oh, there. Jake butt retired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they swapped one out and nope. They had to go sign one right away. Yeah. Well, I mean, you <laughs> got to keep our 12 out. tight ends. Got to yeah. keep them open. Matt Nagy's an innovator, all right? He is. Likes to keep he it spicy. Innovate, he likes to innovate bad offenses. So we went over guys that we like deep in the rounds. Who are we fading in this draft? Who are guys you want to stay away from? Mitchell, I'll let you go ahead and kick it off. Um, I'm always that guy who uh, I had a player and he went out and ruined my whole year. I'm staying away from the David Johnsons, the A.J. Greens. Anyone who if you're on my team and you had a big injury and you missed the whole year, I just stay away from you. A lot of guys who get injured. So I like to, you know, mix it up every year. So anybody who had big injuries, I'm not going after. CMC? Um, Barkley. CMC's different because he's younger and he's just built like a beast. And I think he's got that mentality where he bounces back from an injury like that. And he also gets a lot of receptions in the backfield. Huge PPR running back. Right, He's definitely the number one PPR running back, but I mean, guys like those are the, are the guys I like to stay away from. I also like to stay away from guys on my own team 
on the bears just for purposes. I already got money on them, you know, every Sunday. I don't need to throw them into my fantasy leagues, but we'll get into later. One guy I do have uh, on a sleeper on the bears that I might go after. So who are you fading? I told you. You said any guy that got injured. DJ Green, I had David Johnson. Okay. I mean, throw a couple names at me. I'll, I'll tell you if. One guy who I'm fading. Well, I got two. One guy I'm fading from the draft is Rohim, uh, Raheem Mostert. His ADP is at 80. So he was very explosive, very productive for the 49ers offense. Had 5.7 rushing yards over his last 275 carries. But he missed time in last year's OTAs with a knee issue. He also missed eight games last year in 2020 uh, with knee and ankle issues. That, plus he's 29 years old, that's going to be a no for me, dog. And it also seems inevitable that he's going to lose his spot to uh, the rookie sermon at some point this yeah. season. For Pretty all those certain. reasons, I'm out. Yep. Does that, does that make sense? I mean, I think like he is very explosive, but I think for all those reasons, I think he's just very injury prone. Well, also with Trey Lance, I, I think I think Lance is going to run the ball a lot too. So that's right. going to take carries away, you know, potentially goal line stuff where running back is most valuable. I, I think Lance is a big kid, and I think they're going to do a, a lot of innovative stuff in the red zone. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Trey yes. Lance. It, it's not going to just be a running back that's going to get those. That's right. Um, the last one I had um... – I mean, he's not like a premier player or anything, but his ADP is 167. Philip Lindsay, um, he's a good running back, but he's going to a disaster team. Houston is trash. They are going to be terrible. Um, even though since 2018, uh, Lindsay ranks 10th in rushing yards among running backs. He averaged 4.7 yards. Um, but in this backfield, there's uh, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and Rex Burkhead. Hard pass. There's going to be way too many uh, uh, running backs in the backfield. The team is going to be absolutely terrible. So um, even in the late, late rounds, I'm not looking to pick up Philip Lindsay. That's interesting. Cause I have Philip Lindsay having a huge year this year. Oh, uh, after, after missing, I think he missed five games last year. Didn't hit his thousand um, rushing mark. Like he did in the previous two years, going to a new home, fresh blood. I'm thinking he's going to have a big year. He's going to win that competition. For, um, down in Houston for what reasons because I just gave you a bunch for why I would stay away from him that they're huge flooded backfield um you just like him just because just he's a real talented guy his first two years in the league he had over a thousand yards he looked awesome in Denver um last year he got hurt wasn't the same player still had a lot of yards for the games um the games he played I mean he was on an awful Broncos team last right. year that offense was trash so it's not like he's going to something new um, I, I just, he's a talented player. I think he's going to have a big year there. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be like, oh man, he's top 10, but he's definitely going to be better than he was last year. He's a good guy to look at um, deeper in the rounds, you know, not to have your, your first two running backs, but I mean, mm -hmm. if you have him in your third spot, he might even be a good flex position. Who knows? They I guess have, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. And I mean, if Deshaun Watson stays there, that's, that's not, not happening. Bad, that's not a bad, <laughs> it's not a bad offense. It is a bad a offense. A lot of goal line opportunities. Tim. They have to get to the goal line. Yeah, they have to get to, yeah, close to it. Houston, they score so many points. Uh, so, guys that I'm fading, uh, a few bigger names. I do not want anything to do with Saquon Barkley this year. Agreed, yes. 
He has had back-to-back tough injury seasons, high ankle sprain that hobbled him most of the year two years ago, last year torn ACL. His ACL recovery, he's not even all the way back yet because he tore his MCL and his ACL. They let him heal his MCL on its own. So he didn't get ACL surgery for two months until after he tore it. So he's not even going to be back 100%, probably not even a guarantee for week one. They also like Saquon Barkley a lot, which they should. He's a very talented player. Right. But his contract is up. I think they're just going to baby him this season. Yeah. If he played eight games, I'd kind of be surprised. If he has any type of setback, I think they're just going to sit him, let him get healthy. I, I don't know that the Giants have any real reason to try and be good this year. Mm. Um, unless Daniel Jones makes a gigantic leap. I imagine that they're probably in the running for another quarterback going into next year's draft. So no thank you on Saquon Barkley. The good news is, is that division is always open for grabs. It is. I I mean, mean, it's different this year with Dak healthy, but you know, we've seen how Cowboys defense is still trash. Right. What'd you say? Whoever's eight and eight wins that division, baby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another high draft pick that I don't want anything to do with Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. He's going from having the most efficient quarterback of all time in Drew Brees to either way with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, two of the more inefficient quarterbacks of all time. Right. Michael Thomas is now hurt for a good chunk of the season. There's not really any other weapons on there that scare opposing teams. I think the defenses are just going to key in on him hard. And I know you can look at his stats and say, well, he's averaged a touchdown a game for his career. That's great. His targets dropped tremendously when Drew Brees was out of games the last couple of seasons, whether it was Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill starting. And I I just don't think he's going to put up the amount of numbers that he has done in the past. It's interesting because I'm the complete opposite of that. Because Michael Thomas, because Michael Thomas is out, that's their big, that's their guy, Michael Thomas and Kamara. Just like last year when Thomas got hurt, I feel like Kamara was a part of the offense 85% of the time, whether it's out of the backfield, you know, taking handoffs or going out and receiving. I think he's going to be top three fantasy guy like he always is. Um, he's a guy who really hasn't really battled with any big injuries either. Um, I know, what is he now? This is his fifth year in the league now. And isn't he coming up for uh, a big contract contract he, year? He signed a big contract before no, last he season. He signed it? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, despite that, but um, I, I love uh, Kamara. I think he's going to have another big year. Um, I mean, Drew Brees really only threw him little, you know, little floaters. I think Taysom Hill and James Winston could do that. Now, if they're going over the middle and it's going to be over 10 yards, watch out for Winston because he's going to just throw a pick, just throw it to the other team. But, um, I mean, Kamara's their, their offense. Um, Sean Payton's in love with him. So, I, I'm, he's always a part of that offense. Um, I mean, the only reason I would stay away from him is if he gets injured and he really hasn't got injured. He stayed on the field a whole lot. Um, not like, you know, his wide receiver, Michael Thomas. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but he seems to have a good season. And then a not so good season. So 2017, and I know this is very just touchdown dependent. 2017, he had eight touchdowns. 
2018, he had 14 touchdowns. 2019, he had five. 2020, he had 16. So I don't think that's a predictor for anything, but it's something kind of worth noting, maybe um, up a lot of touchdowns when you're down a lot. Um, and not too much has changed um, with his quarterback those years. I mean, obviously this year's a lot different, but I think, yeah, what you said, Tim, is with those guys at quarterback, I don't know how that's going to pan out. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a tough go for him. And, and not that Drew Brees was – all world his last couple of seasons because you can definitely see the age catching up to him mm. but the, the offense ran a lot a lot smoother and I, I think it's just going to be a tough go for him this year I, I think the Bucks are going to dominate that division and I, I just don't really see I don't really see the Saints doing more than being an eight-win team yeah uh, and then my third guy is uh Amari Cooper same, same, same situation as Saquon Barkley. He, he dealt with injuries last couple of seasons. He had a foot injury last year. It sounds like he is not quite a hundred percent healed from that and foot ankle injuries. Those are the type of things that linger all season. Mm. Even if you do play, you're not a hundred percent. And honestly, I, I mean, we'll get to him later, but I, I think CD lamb is, is just about to take his job from him. So yeah, I have uh, I have something on that later as well. Um, but yeah, all good reasons for uh, to fade um, Mari Cooper. Yeah. All right, let's take a look at who is an RB3 with RB1 potential. Um, I'm going to go first on this one. So I keyed in on two of them. Damian Harris, he's got an ADP of 83. Um, quietly had a good season last year. He had nine, I'm sorry. He had 691 yards on 137 carries. He had five, uh, yards per carry. Um, he's got the, he's got the edge as a lead running back with the Patriots, Josh McDaniels, all of his quarterback, I'm sorry, all of his running backs throughout his career have averaged 24 carries, 103 yards, seven targets per game. So if you're averaging 24 carries, 100 yards, and seven targets per game, I mean, that volume is there. Um, And I think that's at a very discounted price. Um, Hold on. Pats have improved their offensive line, which I think only helps them. Um, He won't get any as many passes with James White in the backfield. I understand that. But um, if he could be the team's primary goal line back, uh, great upside, especially if Mac Jones takes over as quarterback. Mitchell, did you say, say something? No, I mean, I just got breaking news here. Are we throwing it out there, or is this? I mean, this is going to be posted later, so everyone. Yeah, break breaking news, break it up. Your boy Anthony Rizzo traded to the New York Yankees. No. Yes. Really? Got it. Yep. Wow, I thought he was going to Boston. To the Yankees, Jack Curry from the Yes Network just reported that Anthony Rizzo appeared to be headed to the Yankees. Wow. It's exciting. Rizzo Here Yankees we go. <laughs> He's a free agent after the year, isn't he? Yeah. Wow. It's for you, Riz. It's my I've boy. Heard the Yankees have money. Gallo yes. and Rizzo. Oh, good for them. Yeah, and um, Bombers. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Um. So yeah, Damian Harris. 
That was my first one, RB3, with potential for an RB1. Second one would be Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards has an ADP of 114. Solid season last year with Mark Ingram gone. Um, It's going to be Edwards and Dobbins. Um, He's not going to be very predictable for points week to week, um, but he has huge upside, especially if something happens to Dobbins as well. So kind of like that Madsen uh, handcuff you mentioned earlier. Yeah, and you know the Ravens are going to run the ball. Yes. Since Lamar Jackson's been the running back, they've been in the bottom third of passing every year. I don't think anything's going to change. Right. I mean, he's not throwing all he does is run. If he's not running, the running backs run the ball. A very good running team, though. I mean, that's why they do it. They are. It's a hard scheme they got. With, I mean, anybody would love to have Lamar Jackson. I don't know why it took 29 teams to sleep on him, and then finally the Ravens, you know, drafted him. He only won the Heisman. (laughs) But – so those are my guys. Um, Tim, who do you got for RB3 with RB1 potential? All right. I had Damian Harris on mine. So great minds think alike there. Of course. Um, another guy I have that he's slowly starting to creep up the, the, uh, the draft board, but Daryl Henderson. Okay. He's going to be taking over Cam Akers' role. I think Cam Akers was primed for a big season this year. The, uh, the Rams retooled their offensive line. They've got Matt Stafford now. I think they're going to be a much more efficient offense. Offense and uh, everything that Sean McVay is saying about Daryl Henderson is he's he's going to be a three-down back for him. So I think the opportunity is going to be there. And right now you can get him around the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a great value for what he's going to be able to do. So does it concern you that Sean McVay um, likes to run with like a, a committee, a running back committee? Well, here's the problem his committee is going to have to learn the offense pretty quick mm. because Henderson and uh, Cam Akers were his top two guys. There's no Cam Akers. Malcolm Brown is not on the team anymore. So he'd, he'd have to bring in someone new and it's a pretty sophisticated offense to pick up. Okay. Uh, Mike Davis is another guy for me. He's going to be the lead running back in Atlanta. Yes. And, uh, with Arthur Smith as their coach now, uh, I think he's going to be primed for getting some uh, volume, right? Henry like potential. Uh, now he's not going to be a freak of nature like Derrick Henry is because no one is, but I, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Uh, he's a very good run scheme coordinator. And uh, I, I think Mike Davis right now is going in the fifth and sixth round. He's a guy that, you know, I think next season could be drafted in the first two rounds. I mean, how great did he fill in when CMC was gone, right? Exactly. Yeah. He was, he was phenomenal. And and he filled in a much different role in that offense, too, because, as Mitchell said earlier, McCaffrey is probably the best cat, pass catching back in the NFL. So Right. Uh, and then another guy I had, uh, Travis Etienne. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times it's ever happened. I haven't gone and done the research on it. But how many times do you see a first-round pick quarterback and then a first-round pick running back go to the same team? I've never seen it. I I think him and Trevor Lawrence are going to have great chemistry right off the bat. I I know James Robinson is a beast, and he's going to be there. But Etienne's going to be almost like a slot receiver for them, I feel like. Hmm. So I I think that's going to be a great fit there. Beautiful. Mitchell, you still awake? Yeah, I, of course, had Daryl Henderson as well. But, I mean, he's really not an RB3 anymore. He's going to be 
turning in an RB1 because of the injury of Cam Akers, who's most likely out for the entire year. Um, you could argue, so, though, last season with the three backs in L.A. that he would be – had been in the past. Yeah. And I just went based off his ranking right now. He's still in the RB3 zone of where he's getting drafted. Right. Which is crazy, but it is still a little early, and a lot of people haven't, you know, done their drafts yet. But I believe he will crack, you know, into that RB2 category. Uh, I also have Zach Moss out of the Bills. You know, he was an excellent running back out of Utah. Wasn't, you know, that great last year. They went a lot with Devin Singletary. I feel like Zach Moss is a guy you could get RB3 late. Um, and then talking from earlier, um, Philip Lindsay, um, a guy, like I said, um, who you could get real late um, in the draft last year. Injury wasn't that great. Didn't get his a thousand yards um, previous two years. He was electric. Everyone loved Philip Lindsay on the Broncos. So, I mean, a lot of people, I don't know why they're bagging on Philip Lindsay. He has one down year and everybody is just giving up on him. I think he has really cool. strong value late in the year. To have as a RB, you know, three or four, someone on your bench who could come in. I know he's competition, but I believe also a terrible offensive than... line. Where in Houston? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it was a lot worse. They upgraded it for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you could just almost argue he's going into a worse position than he was in the Broncos. But I understand. I can see the upside of why you're saying different situation. I mean, all, all RB threes. Nobody's really great. That's why they're RB three. Right. So they're all, I don't want to say garbage because they're NFL players. Yeah. No, diamonds in the rough. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Diamonds in the rough. Yeah. More like silver diamond in the rough. Yeah. Okay. That's what I have there. Um, But yeah, um, that's pretty interesting. All three of us had Henderson. Yeah. Um, All right. So we're looking at who's going to have a breakout season this year. Um, not necessarily, um, I mean, you know, top 10 wide receivers, top 10 running backs, but someone that's going to outperform or yeah, kind of increase their, uh, their productivity from last year. So Mitchell, go ahead and start us off. Uh, another guy we talked about earlier, Cole Komet. Um, I have him as one of my guys, uh, a guy who really wasn't in the offense a whole lot last year. He had a few, you know, nice touchdowns for the bears, um, while they're running there towards the second half of the year. Um, like we said, like you said earlier, Nagy said that he's going to be a lot more into the offense. He was their first pick a couple years ago. So look for a lot of Cole Komet this year, especially if Justin Fields is starting, you know, I don't know if it's going to be week one, but if it's early week three, four, five, look for him to get that early connection going on Cole Komet. And another player I got who um, digged real deep on this one is Michael Pittman, wide receiver, on the Colts. Um, he's battling with an aging T.Y. Hilton. Last year, Pittman was incredible. He's ranked right now around 48 in wide receivers. He could be a huge wide receiver two this year with potential of even being wide receiver one, depending if Carson Wentz goes back to that, you know, perennial MVP like he was with the Eagles, but it seems like that was so many, many years ago. Yeah. But um, I'm thinking Wentz could be a lot better of a connection with um, Michael Pittman than um, Philip Rivers was, who's another turnover machine. So I'm really liking Michael Pittman, you know, real talented football player over in Indianapolis to be that big breakout player fantasy guy this year. Beautiful. Timbo Slice, who's going to have a breakout uh, year this season? 
I, I mentioned him earlier when I was talking about Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb is my guy. Uh, I think that CeeDee Lamb is going to do the uh, DK Metcalf-like leap, uh, go from middle round guy to where next year you're going to be, you know, he's going to be flirting with the top five wide receivers. Uh, Uber talented, uh, had some nagging injuries last year. I think the opportunity for him with Dak Prescott healthy is going to be huge. I got some stats for you, Timbo, as well. When Dak Prescott was healthy, both CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper were top 15 fantasy wideouts. When Dak was healthy, CeeDee Lamb led in receiving targets and catches over 15 yards. Explosive plays. Um, he also led them in end zone targets when Dak was playing too. So a healthy Dak means a highly productive CD lamb. So we did, we only got a what four or five games out of it last season. Excited to see how that kind of goes um, for the full 17 this year. No more 16. Yeah. The only unfortunate thing about CD lamb is it seems like uh, people are starting to trend in the same direction. He has moved into the third round in a lot of drafts. So you're going to have to pay a little bit of a premium price for him, but I think it's going to be worth it. Okay. Uh, another guy I really like, uh, I mentioned his teammate earlier in Jamal Williams. I like DeAndre Swift this year. Um, I Anthony Lynn is the offensive coordinator there in Detroit. And while I don't think they're going to win a lot of games, I think their offense is going to be pretty decent. Um, they have a top 10 offensive line. Uh, DeAndre Swift's going to be filling that uh, Melvin Gordon-like role. Um, so I, I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities to catch a little dump off passes. I think he's going to get a good amount of goal line carries when they get there. Um, and again, a guy who's probably going to be on a bad team, but I think put up some really good numbers. He was the running back 18 last year and he only started in four games. So I think this year the opportunity is going to grow for him. He's going to get more carries, more touches. And, uh, I think he's going to put up a lot of points. Yeah. On a shitty team, a lot of points. That's what we're looking for. Probably a lot of value there, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's 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 around uh, forty in the draft range, so you could get yeah. him late fourth, early fifth, depending on uh, who's drafting in your league. Right. Um, and you know, sometimes the the stink of being on a bad team, these guys slip in your drafts, and you know, you just end up with good value because of that. Right. Yeah, you got to take advantage of those, especially if you can pinpoint it, um, and then, like you said, in those later rounds, go after them. Yeah, and then I have um, one more homer pick. You go ahead. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. Year two, Andy Reid running backs always explode. LaShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook. I think he's going to put up big numbers this year. Kansas City completely retooled their offensive line after getting mm. embarrassed in the Super Bowl. So I think they're going to run the ball more. Um, and I think they're going to run it with success. I believe they also said that his pass blocking has improved from last season as well. Yeah, he, he's, he's looked great in uh, OTAs. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, another, another year with Patrick Mahomes doesn't hurt. Frank Clark yeah. out of jail yet? <laughs> I hope not. This time I think of the Kansas City Chiefs, I think of Frank Clark having all these semi-weapons in his car. Playing Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> yeah. yeah. A Michigan man, Frank Clark. Beautiful. All right. I also had uh, C.D. Lamb, um, but I'm going to go ahead and say um, T. Higgins. So TD Higgins ADP was 68 at 68. Um, a lot of people seem to downgrade him after Jamar Chase got taken as the number five overall pick. 
Um, I still think there's a lot of volume there um, for both wide receivers when Burrow is healthy. Burrow's a quality quarterback year two uh, coming back when he's healthy. Um, Higgins should be a favorite for red zone targets due to his size. He's a six, four uh, big dude. Um, some drafters are scared um, off of Higgins because like I said, of chase. Um, so you could get him at a discounted price um, and catch him a little bit in the later rounds. So I think there's a little bit of value in there. Love it. Yeah. I like T Higgins a lot this year. And yeah. him and Jamar Chase are completely different roles. Right. Yeah. I think um, he's going to get a lot of the, uh, like the red zone looks, yeah. which is, which is huge if you're, especially if you're a TD dependent. Okay. We made it through all the questions. Tim had some fun things. We only got a couple minutes here, so let's get through these um, briefly. Um, Tim, go ahead and kick it off. All right. Uh, fun team names. Everybody yes. likes to do some fun stuff. Um, I saw some pretty good ones online. Let me pull it up. Uh, you know, I always like to name my guy off my first round pick. Uh, you know, Zeke and Destroy is a good one. Baskin Dobbins. So lights, Kamara action. Fun little names. And, and here's one thing. Show Just, me the dirty stuff. Don't. Don't name your team name after the pandemic this year. Yeah, past it. that's so last year. I don't want I don't want COVID team or COVID yeah. roster or quarantine. Yeah, get that out of here. Let's hey, move on. The best one I saw. It's always darkest before Deshaun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. That it's works on dark for him right now. Too. Yeah, it works on a lot of levels because he's dealing through a lot of dark stuff. Well, two girls and one Deshaun. <laughs> Not as clever, but okay. I just thought of that. I literally just thought of that. Yeah, but I believe it. I got another little tad bit I just got sent to my phone. This is pretty interesting. Okay. Chicago Bears fans are ranked among the top booziest fans survey shows. Bears fans are averaging 4.5 drinks per game and spending around $58 at the stadium. They're ranked number four. At all NFL teams. They're not counting um, um, parking lot beers because obviously the Bills would win that, right? No. Bears fans also ranked fourth for being the biggest pre-gamers with 72 pres- 72% of their fans saying they drink before the game. But who do you think the top three are before the Bears? Bills. Yep. Third. Chiefs. No. They don't drink in Kansas City. Get out of here. You Jacksonville Jaguars. No. Raiders. Steelers? One's close to you. Now it's close to you. And then one is just in one of the worst states in the United States. Dog shit. Ohio. Oh, the Browns? The Browns? Nope. You'd think it'd be the Browns. They have it. Cincinnati Bengals one, Baltimore Ravens two. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. This was a survey of 3,000 NFL fans, so. That's a yeah. small sample size. That's, 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 that's most cool. of the league's fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah now, now it is. I don't know. I just got that from NBC5 Chicago. That's pretty cool. But I'll tell you, I spent way more than $58 in alcohol at Bears games. Tell you Especially what, on hot dogs alone, right? Yeah. They're <laughs> double. Uh, I usually get double whiskey or whatever rum there in their double shots. I think they're 28 bucks 
I get about four or five of them inside. It is a souvenir cup. Yeah, it's nice. And yeah. then I can you know, go over to Miss, was it Mrs. Robinson's, get a nice little boneless rib sandwich. It's about $16. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't really like Soldier Field, but I like what they offer for the fans and drinks and food. But I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, Tim, they took down Arrowhead. That's got to shake your bones, right? I mean, it's the start of the process. Are you a Royals fan, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, wow. They're they're hot lately. I think they've won nine of the last ten. Yeah, for what? Yeah. They're making a run. To be the second worst team in the division? (laughs) I think they just traded Danny Duffy, too. They did to the Dodgers. Heartbreaker. Tim, did you have anything else? No. No? Mitchell? Uh, One guy that no one brought up, which is pretty interesting, you guys both talked about cd lamb i got the counterpart i got michael gallup yeah um a guy who is really awesome when dak prescott uh what do i have here yeah late rounder get michael gallup he had over a thousand yards in 2019 um obviously when dak got injured everything really fell apart and most of the um receptions went to cd lamb but when those guys are all healthy cd lamb and michael gallup light it up and they got him ranked pretty pretty late this year, so that's another guy I'm targeting. And the one guy I said I would target on the Bears getting late in the draft because he's not guaranteed the starting position is Justin Fields. Because if he's coming in early, you know, weeks three, four, five, and he's starting, and I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he started lighting it up. You would draft him, though? In fantasy football? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real you, don't think he would be, you don't think he would be there to pick up later? No, he's going to be – it depends what kind of league you're in. I'm in leagues with 12, 14 teams. That I know, I'm, I'm in that people, league. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have two, three – some weird people have like more than three quarterbacks. I'm a guy who has a, a decent mid guy and then a guy who has potential as a backup, but you watch throughout the year if he has a chance coming in or not. Fields, Chicago, the fans, they all want Fields on the field. Nagy said the other day he's incredibly impressed of how – much better he is from the last from uh, OTAs. So, I mean, it's fantasy football. Not only can he light it up with his arm, but with his damn legs. So right. he's going to be running like hell's running. I mean, I'm I'm hoping he's going to turn into like a Lamar Jackson or something, but with an even better arm, strong arm. So I'm I'm all over Justin Fields. Late, in the, draft. late, late in the draft. Not, you know, real late because he's going to be there. <laughs> Not telling you to go out second round and draft Justin Fields and be like, hey, that guy told me so. Late, because he's going to be there. He's a backup for now. Who are you taking first, a kicker or Justin Fields? I'd take kicker dead last. You know, I hate leagues with kickers. Um, I'm actually going to try and change something. Yeah, you should make it two quarterback leagues instead of a kicker, Mitch. Get rid of a kicker. That would be awesome. That's so dumb. I'm always stuck with the dumbass who always kicks it off the uprights or – Sorry with the word. It's a family show. It's a family show. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you see the shit I post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, going off uh, the Olympics the other day. That was interesting. That's another discussion. We should get into uh, that discussion. No, Tim. Tim. <laughs> nice. I want to hear. Okay, I want to hear what he, what his, what his thoughts were. Did no, Tim that? wanted. Tim wanted to uh, go over real quick before this thing uh, stops recording. Um, one guy that you want immediately that first pick. Tim, I think you oh, have yeah. someone in mind. That's a good one. It's a bit of a hot take. It's a bit of a homer take. 
I think Travis Kelsey is worth a top five pick in fantasy football this year. I mean, he got the 99 rating on Madden, so it's not really a bad call, right? Tight ends are the most volatile position in the NFL. There's like three good ones for fantasy. Right. And then the other ones, you're just hoping that they get a touchdown or hoping they have a good game. But it's never a it's never a game by game thing where they're consistently good. Mm-hmm. You have Darren Waller, you have George Kittle, you have Travis Kelsey. There's a reason all those guys are going in the first three rounds now. Right. And Travis Kelsey last year put up just as many numbers as a wide receiver one overall. He was putting up as many numbers as Stefan Diggs did last year. Mm-hmm. And I don't see any reason why that's going to change. Um, now granted, you know, you always want a running back that high, but if you can lock down the, the lace, uh, the position with the least amount of depth and just know that you're going to be set for the whole season, I think it's a no brainer. Is it true? He's going by Travis Kelsno. I heard. No, that whole Who's thing that? got blown out of proportion. <laughs> They're talking apparently, about Chicago. Apparently his real the real enunciation of his last name is Kels, mm-hmm. but his dad just started calling himself Kelsey or not even his dad, like his grandfather started calling himself Kelsey. So he's, you know, their whole family has gone by that for generations now, but you know, they, they did some ancestry.com work and they found out they're saying their name wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just heard that the other day on sports talk radio. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a slow time of year. Yeah, especially with the uh, team on the north side not doing so well. Not much to talk about. Mitch, who are you Who are you getting regardless? Who are you want? Regard- well, I mean, it's always value to where you're picking and everything. You know, it's a lot different if you're picking top four or if you're picking, you know, 10, 11, 12. But one guy I always try to get every single – I mean, I shouldn't even be telling you this stuff because you're in my league. So you're just going to be grabbing all my guys. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with two guys who I always – um, go with and one guy I forgot to say a fade is Julio Jones. Stay the hell away from Julio Jones. That guy always has injuries, whether it's hamstring, it's always his damn legs. Stay away from him. Um, but one guy, um, what was the question? Go who always pick D Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, right? One guy always have, um, Murray is gonna have uh, a better year this year. He's turning into a complete. Amazing player over there in Adam uh, Arizona. That offense is like top offense. We've seen all the primetime games this year. Them scoring forty points a year. He's gonna um, have a better year, better connection with DeAndre Hopkins. So D Hop is always one of the guys I always grab. I love DeAndre Hopkins. My opinion, the best receiver in football. Deal. I am going after. Devontae Adams, regardless, I want him, especially now that Rodgers is back. His his value goes up. Rodgers' value goes up. Even the supporting roles, uh, Vontez Scantling and Lazard, all those wide receivers, I think you can pick up any of those. There's tons of value there. But Devontae Adams has the production year after year. I want him. I'm going to get him now that I tell you my secret, Mitch. I like it. Okay. There you go. Put the Browns on. Sick. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for doing this. We'll do this again um, sometime real soon. Um, I'll upload this tonight and uh, let the world know our picks. And um, we'll be back um, very soon. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds great.
All right, fellas. Thank you. This has been Sheffield Shuffler. We lost in the shuffle. Shake that. Every day I'm shuffling.